Let's join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, already in progress. He told us, he said, speak to the mountain. Speak to the fig tree. Speak to the devil. He says, speak to the disease. Speak to the poverty and lack. He says, speak to it. He didn't say, listen to it. And see, everything that's in opposition to you getting to where you need to be has a voice, and it's talking to you. You ain't, you ain't, it ain't gonna work for you. I don't even know why you down there listening to that man. That man down there feeling you with all this, all your head with all this kind of stuff. You know goodness where that none of this stuff that he's talking about gonna come to pass in your life. You ought to stop trying. That's what you hear. Now, now, now how you gonna make some things happen? How, you can't even halfway tie your shoes. How are you going to make some stuff happen? See, that's, what, that's the voice that's coming at you. Even listening to the word, there's challenging thoughts that come up based on your situation. He don't know my situation. He don't know what I'm going through. He don't know how long I've been going through it. I don't need to know. All I need to know is your answer. And your answer is in the word of God. And that's what I'm here to communicate to you and put in your heart and put in your ear gate so you can then take that same word that I'm ministering to you and put it on your situation and speak to it. So you speak to that thing today and if it doesn't change today, you speak to it tomorrow. If it doesn't change tomorrow, you speak to it the next day. If it doesn't change the next day, you speak to it the next day. And you keep on talking to it until you don't see it no more. Are y'all hearing this? He says, speak to it. When we speak the word of God, this is this. We invade the darkness of this world, creating God's light to come to pass. Y'all hearing that? You go in a dark room, turn on the light. What happened to darkness? It was overcame by the light. If you got a dark situation in your life, that means the work, the word is not working in that particular situation yet. And as soon as you put the word on it, it changes from darkness to light. And nothing can keep God's light out. I don't care how thick your shades are. I don't care how thick your, uh, your, uh, your, your, your door is. If you turn the light on, the light's going to be on, cat. Y'all hearing this? I don't care. I don't care nothing about no blackout drapes. You have blackout drapes. You turn the light on, it's going to be light in that room. And so your situation today may be looking bleak. It may be looking dark. But let me give you some encouragement. Put God's word on it and the light will shine on your ways. Are y'all with me this morning? But you got to have the radical persistence and you got to have the boldness to stand up in the midst of darkness and declare, light be. You got to stand up with achy joints and say, body be healed. And what you couldn't do yesterday, you got to try to do today. If you could only lift your arm here today, you got to try to lift your arm here tomorrow. And then lift your arm there the next day. And then lift your arm there the next day. And tell, if you got to lay on your bed, just th you throw your arms up like that. They lift it. 
Do what you got to do. You got to find ways to get some results. You got to find ways to see some progress. And every single progress you see, you ought to celebrate. Jump up, glory to God. Whatever dance you can dance, you're glory to God. I see progress in Jesus' name. Praise God. And get your confident walk going. Even if you got to walk, even if you got to do a limp, just, 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 just incorporate your limp in your walk. Why you walk like that? That's all right. I'm working on something. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Shoot. Listen to me carefully, folks. It takes radical persistence. Too often, we progress, but then because things don't change as quickly as we want them to change, we back off. You hear what I'm saying? team has four downs to make a first down. If they only get two yards on the first play, they don't give the ball to the other team and be like, ah, oh, we tried. They go right back to the huddle, and they call the play, and they run back, come back out, and they run that play. Because this next play may be the long, the long play, play. This next play may be the half back around the end, tight end block down on the corner, open up the sideline, and gone. But if they never run the play, how do I know it's going to work or not? And we like to be in our huddles, man. We like to be in our huddles, and we like to be around talking about the word. Oh, right, that word, that word, God's good, man. That word, God, you hear what pastor, that pastor, that pastor, that word. I said, well, that boy was on his day, boy, glory to God. I tell you what, I'm stirring up. I'm ready to conquer some mountains, but you're still talking. You are the line. Man, I tell you what, then that word good. I'm telling you what, this, this, that push series. I tell you what, that push series. That push series has changed my life. Tell you what, you got to pray until something happens. Tell you. And then don't pray. But yet you're crying in the midnight hour because you're not seeing what you know you've been promised. No, it's time for us to come out and run the play. All right, First Peter, first Peter 2.24 on 3. Got it? Bang. Come on out and run First Peter 2.24. By his stripes, I'm here. Y'all hearing it? So number one is what? We got to have. Renewed mind. Come on, renew, renewed mind. Number two, we got to have what? Radical persistence. And then number three, let's go to Matthew 15. Matthew 15. Glory to God. Listen, folks. When we say what he says, something's released in the atmosphere. You ever been in a situation? I mean, I'm telling you, what, it's just it's just crazy. It's just old guy, all kind of stuff going on, and it's just just folks just losing their mind and just arguing and at each other and heads spinning around on the shoulders. You know, just just bad, just bad. And somebody had the nerve to stand up in the middle of all that turmoil and say, "I'm not having this." Change the change the atmosphere, doesn't it? 
Because when you speak something, the atmosphere changes. And when we say what he says, it shifts the atmosphere. When we say what he says, it shifts the atmosphere. Amen. Matthew 15, let's go here. Anybody been blessed so far? Matthew 15, verse 21 says, Jesus then left that part of the country and walked the 50 miles to Tyre and Sidon. Most of us wouldn't have made the Tyre and Sidon. <laughs> We'd be like, how far is it? That's all right. I'll hang out here. Y'all just gonna come on back. I'll be here when you come back too. <laughs> a woman, verse 22, from Canaan, who was living there, came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, King David's son, for my daughter has a demon within her, and it torments her constantly. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to get going. Get on out of here, girl. They said, for she is bothering us with all her begging. Then he said to the woman, I was sent to help the Jews, the lost sheep of Israel, not the Gentiles, not your type. But she came and worshipped him and played again, sir, help me. Verse 26, it doesn't seem right, Jesus said, to take the bread from the children and throw it to the dogs. Verse 27 says, she said, yes, it is. For even the puppies beneath the table are permitted to eat the crumbs that fall. Verse 28, woman, your faith is large and your request is granted. And her daughter was healed right then. Look at this thing here. This girl wasn't even a covenant person. Didn't have a covenant with God. She was a Gentile. Gospel hadn't reached the Gentiles yet. But she heard that Jesus helped people and healed people. So she came to Jesus and said, Jesus, help me, man. My daughter has got a demon. And this thing is messing with her every single day. And the first thing is Jesus absolutely ignored her. Jesus, act like she wasn't even talking. Now, don't it just bother you to all get out when, you, when you're talking to somebody and they know you're talking to them? And they don't respond. Come on, talk to me. Does that bother anybody but said me? You hear me talking to you. Jesus, act like she ain't doing it. And then his disciples, his boys had nerves. They said, go on, get on out of here. Now, this girl came with a demon-possessed daughter, and they told her, go home. And then Jesus, probably hearing from God, said, listen now, what I have, I don't even supposed to be giving to you. You don't even have a covenant. I'm not even supposed to, it's not even right to take what belongs to the children and give it to dogs. And a lot of us would have been like, did he just call me a dog? <laughs> I, I know, I know. He ain't just called me no dog like that. 
And that girl, that girl was after something, boy. That girl said, yes, it is. Because she said, even the puppies, yelp, yelp. Even the puppies can eat from the crumbs that fall off the table. She said, girl, your faith is large. You got your, you got your request. Now notice this. What are we talking about here? Point number three is we have to have tenacious faith. We got to have tenacious faith. And this girl demonstrated tenacious faith because the majority of us, you don't have to raise your hand, you don't have to nod your head, nothing. I already know. The majority of us would have lost it and said, shoot, you ain't nobody no way when he ignored you. I don't know who you think you are. You, I, I can all high and mighty. You ain't, can't talk to nobody. Can't act like you can't talk to nobody. So I came over here asking you for his help. And you're supposed to be helping people, and then you're acting all stuck up. Most of us would have been done there. Y'all, y- 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 your daughter would have been still demon-possessed. And if that didn't get you, so enough what would have got you is when he messed around and said, I ain't going to give this a dog. Dog? You don't know who you're talking to, Jesus. Right? And the daughter still would have been demon-possessed. But this girl was so focused on getting an answer to what she wanted. She was willing to have tenacious faith and keep her emotions in check until she seen what she wanted to see. Come on, talk to me. See, we say we believe in God for some stuff, and then somebody comes with a strong word or flat-out truth, and they don't say it with, you know, with, with fluff and marshmallows and, and all this kind of stuff. And you, and you suck in your teeth. Now, you just missed an answer to what you were, said you was a believing God for, but your faith wasn't tenacious enough to weed through all of the stuff that was designed by the enemy to prevent you from receiving and, and, and reach over into a ram to get what you wanted to get. Are y'all hearing me this morning? And that requires tenacious faith. So you got to learn how to look in the face of opposition and still believe God. Because the power of God flows in accordance to our belief. So the way we believe is the barometer of the power of God that we're going to see and experience in our lives. Are you hearing this? The Bible says all things are possible to them that believe. It's possible, but it's not guaranteed because you got to have some tenacity to your faith, bless God, to be able to weed through those things that's designed to take those possibilities away from you. Is everybody clear this morning? Listen to this. Faith digs a tunnel that, uh, glory to God, that what God has promised can enter into this realm that we live. See, faith digs. Everybody say faith digs. Faith digs and faith removes barriers and obstacles, glory to God, and faith removes fallow ground and hard hearts and unchecked emotion. Faith gets all of that out the way and sits it over here and says, I walk by faith and not by sight. 
So I'm not concerned about how I feel right now. I'm concerned about what I believe. Are y'all with me this morning? Glory to God. Because James says it is the prayer of faith that gets results. Not just any prayer, but the prayer of faith that gets results. So what are we talking about today? What's required to step into this, 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 uh, this effective prayer? Renewed mind. What? Radical persistence. What else? Tenacious faith. Tenacious faith. Praise God. Now, my wife and I, listen to these things. Just write them down in your notes. They'll help you. Without prayer, nothing happens. With prayer, anything can happen. Oh, I like this one. Hopefully you, hopefully you do too. Prayer invades the impossible. Prayer invades the, the impossible. And prayer changes the unchangeable. Prayer changes the unchangeable. But listen to this. Nothing shifts. Everybody says shifts. Nothing shifts unless this push prayer or this praying until something happens. A shift. A shift. A shift. How many mothers do I have in the house today? How many mothers? Mothers. Okay, mothers. Okay, great. My wife and I have three children. All of our three children came through an operation called a C-section. My wife never experienced labor pains. All three pregnancies probably why she wanted to keep getting pregnant. Anyway, that's another subject. Ah! Shoot. But what I've seen and researched, not, not seen in person, I haven't been in a, in a delivery room with nobody else, but what I've seen like on medical shows and, and read online and researched those kind of things, the pregnancy process happens when a seed is planted and fertilized in the egg. That's when conception takes place. And see, that's what happens in our lives when we're sitting under the word of God, such as this. That's why it does matter where you go to church. Because you want to be sitting under the quality word and word that can take your life to another dimension. You just don't want to be informed. You want to be empowered. Anybody can know about you. You can, you can go home and learn the scriptures by yourself. You don't need to be in church to learn the scriptures. You need to be in church to be empowered to take those scriptures off the page and put them in your life and see the scriptures in your life. So this seed comes. So as I'm ministering the word, I'm, 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 I'm sowing seeds. I'm sowing seeds. Now some of you are in seasons of your life where you're ready to receive the seed and have conception take place for those things that God has promised you. So once conception takes place, then of course there's some time, typically nine months, that the baby grows on the inside. See, in our case, when we're talking about believing God, there's some, some time that needs to be taken to meditate the word that you just conceived. Okay? 
because a, a woman doesn't get pregnant one day and the next day they're in the, in the delivery room. There's some growth that takes place on the inside of her. And see, so that's what we need to be doing. We need to grow, allow this word to grow on the inside of us through meditation. So we come up through this growth process, and then you get ready to, to be, uh, the baby get ready to be born. But what I've seen, and even in our case, in this situation, that at a certain time, that baby on the inside begins to start turning. Y'all mothers know what I'm talking about. When that leg stick out the side. That baby start turning. Because what's happening there, that baby already know what it's supposed to do because he knows or she knows his time is about up. So it begins to turn and shift. And that baby's beginning to turn and that, and that head begins to come or begin to point downward because he's getting himself in the position to come out of the birth canal, right? So as you're meditating the word of God, the promise of God that's been growing on the inside of you is beginning to turn. Oh, shucks. Can you tell somebody it's turning around for me? Come on, isn't it? Oh, Lord Jesus, oh, Lord Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. He begins to turn. So that thing, we got some things on the inside of us, bless God, that's starting to turn on the inside. And we know it's starting to turn because we are starting to get uncomfortable in our current state. I mean, see, you are just happy with your apartment for I don't know how long, but something recently has gotten you to the place where you don't even like going there no more because something has been growing on the inside of you. Increase, larger dwelling place has been growing on the inside of you and is now starting to turn. Oh my God. And so this baby begins to turn. And when that baby gets in the right position, I don't know if he or she do it, but something happened and he popped that sack. And all of a sudden, that water break. And that water come out and let that mother know that we better hurry up and do something. Am I right? Come on. But see, in our case, the water breaking is indicative of seeing little results leading to the manifestation of what you've been believing God for to let you know it's about to pop off. Are y'all hearing this? But even after all the conception, the growth, the turning, the, the getting in the position and the, the breaking of the water, there still requires labor. Everything has been done to get this thing that you've been pregnant with in position to manifest, but it still requires some pushing. It may have been three hours ago your water broke, but that still requires some what? Pushing. 
And I told y'all a couple of weeks ago, this prayer is like a battering ram that's coming against everything that's trying to prevent you from walking into what God has promised you. And those contractions, they, that doctor timer, all right, it's a minute apart. All right, it's 50 seconds apart. All right, it's 30 seconds apart. And that, that woman on there, hey, glory to God. Hey, Jesus. Oh, where's the shot? Her, help me. Jesus. Am I doing all right, mothers? And that mother's in so much discomfort, but she know yet she got to push. And at a certain time, that doctor come in and is like, all right, time to go to work. When that thing hit again, push. And it's like, all right, here it comes. Do, 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 All right, here it come again. Because when we're the closest to manifestation is when it requires the greatest push. And that doctor said, all right, come on, come on. I see the head. Come on, you're doing good. One more time. Come on, girl, you can do it. Stay with me now. And that doctor get that thing, the crown, he reads out there and grand. That's why you need a good pastor. That when your promise get ready to crown, you need somebody to get in there with you and grab that head. Say so the next time you push, we gonna get this thing. Ooh! I look at him. I look at him. Oh my God! Is she beautiful? And that pastor, that doctor, get over there and make sure that, that baby, all right, that baby, all right, he's breathing good. Because you may want to make sure that baby get a good start. That's why you need a good pastor. You don't want no pastor to say, don't push. I know it's uncomfortable. Don't work too hard. No, you need a, you need a pastor that when it gets the toughest, that's when you push the most. And not only am I going to tell you that, I'm going to get in there with you. I'm going to grab that head of that baby with you and pull it out together. Glory to God. Well, y'all know what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? Tell your neighbor, say, pray until something happens. Come on, tell your other neighbor, say, pray until something happens.